I'll throw this first one at Josh. How did Spencer get on your radar? Yeah, so we when we launched the the beta the beta technology last last summer um we uh glushan sports management had reached out we we had given them we were giving out a lot of uh uh access to test out the software you know it was a pilot program we had nba teams agents media uh personnel you know utilizing the software and really just trying to get as much feedback as we could to really try to uh, enhance the software in time for free agency last year. Right. So we, we had some discussions and uh, that's, that's kind of how it, it all uh, originally started. And we've kind of continued the conversations over the past year and, and it, and it, um, it just kind of aligned the right way. Um, uh just just recently well spencer this is not your first business venture we know about galaxy there's stuff going on for you but were you business minded back in college like was this the grand plan all along to be a star athlete and an entrepreneur um yeah i mean to a degree right like i think um when you look at my interests when you also look at creating wealth for my family and uh, what I plan to do after basketball, I think they all kind of just uh, align together, right? Like uh, even after ball, I want to still be able to, uh, you know, create a, a legacy for my son and, and any uh, future children I have um, and to be that foundational source for for the Dinwiddies as a whole. So um, I would say that's, that's something I got from my parents and it's just continued on. Spencer, how long did you have to keep the secret that you'd be working with the ProfitX team? um no it's been a secret for a minute man um but i understand that right like every business has its life cycle and then obviously coming out of beta and 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 trying to uh make sure that news is layered in properly right because you want to have a full head of steam so you know if you announce news at the wrong time sometimes you can lose some of that momentum and so i'm not i'm not uh uh, foreign to that concept. And so, you know, wh- whatever's going to help the business is, is what I'm down to do. Josh, uh, question for you about ProfitX. When you read it the first time, you're almost tempted to say ProfitX, and it is money and it is pro sports oriented. Was that an, a happy accident or did you know that out front that profit, <laughs> profit, that was the fix? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we when it was actually we started working on the name probably three or four months after after we started kind of incorporating and started building the infrastructure. Um, we we weren't even close to finishing the the technology at that point, but um, we played around with some names and and um, my my girlfriend's uh, brother actually helped with the name and and it kind of made sense right you have the 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 concept was really you know find find the professional fit and then also kind of tie in that you know this is a financially driven platform that that can help in in the in the business of sport so it it kind of i would say it's it's kind of a blend of a little bit of strategy and a little bit of luck (laughs) wow spencer 
are you good at math? Have you always been good at math? Because I find there's so many people that are great at math that it's not their career or their profession, but they are. What is it? What's the deal in your case? Yeah, um, actually, the funny part is, and I, and I very rarely tell people this, but in high school, I passed calculus my sophomore year, so I didn't have to do any uh, like math for the last two years of my, my high school career. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty solid at math. I haven't haven't had to really break into that toolbox, but uh, I was pretty good at it. Calculus. Now, Josh, did you know that, or is this just breaking news that Spencer just gave us? Yeah, it's breaking news, but I'm I'm definitely not not shocked by that at all. <laughs> so, Spencer, your name came up out of nowhere in an interview that I taped with the rapper Money Man a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about how he's a sports guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I put names in my music. I put Spencer Dinwiddie." And I went, "What? Oh yeah, yeah, you did. When did you first find out about that? That Money Man was featuring you like that? Oh man, nah, that that song had to come out like maybe." 2019 or so I, I know the song is precise that's the that's the title of the song i actually bump it from time to time um nah i'm just shoot i'm honored anytime something like that happens to be honest like you know it's not like i'm lebron so it doesn't it doesn't happen all the time so no nah, it's, it's always fun when i hear that josh how far ahead are you looking with profit-esque i i i ask that because some people have a year-by-year year thing with their business. Other people could tell you where they're going to be 15 years. What's it like for you in terms of planning? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we've, we've honestly been, been planning kind of our infrastructure business model for almost the past, you know, three and a half years. We've, we've kind of done it step-by-step step and very strategically, um, in order to not only validate the software, but also bring on the right strategic partners to give us that, that brand recognition and, and really try to establish our place as the premier, you know, sports technology data analytics on the market. But I think, you know, from, from the inception, the development took almost two and a half years to really get the final product kind of out there. We spent another three months really uh, gathering feedback from the pilot program and, and making the, the software upgrades that we needed to. And then piece by piece, we brought on Bobby Marks from ESPN, the Dallas Mavericks last summer, um, Devin Kennedy from the Orlando Magic, and then our newest partner, Spencer Dinwiddie. So, um, uh, so as far as where our current landscape is, you know, I feel like we're in a really prime position. We have pretty much everything ready to go from, sure. from the, the B2B side and also the, the consumer side. We have pr consumer product offerings as well. And, uh, and thinking ahead, yeah, I mean, I feel like the technology is, is very uh, tran you know, transferable to pretty much every sport. And so, you know, that, that really keeps me up at night, really trying to think about mm -hmm. how we can impact other sports, soccer, football, baseball, and hockey, and, and really try to um, bring more transparency to, to the game. Spencer, we all know basketball is the best sport in the world, of course. But what's the second best sport? Oh, second best sport. Um, I'm gonna give a nod to soccer just because because of its global influence. Um, but the second best sport that I I actually played personally was football. 
Hmm. What was your position in football? Uh, safety and wide receiver. Wow. No wonder you can run. <laughs> um, so when I think about careers, being in the NBA is not just a full-time job. That's like two full-time jobs because it's not only about what you're doing on the court and the training for that, but there's also a lot of media stuff. There's a lot of appearances, et cetera. That is enough for someone to do. You also mentioned your family before. That's a full-time job unto itself. Yeah. ProfitX, Galaxy, you got a lot going on, but yeah. – is there anything else on your plate that you're allowed to talk about stuff that you're eyeing for the future? Or is that just enough? Um, no, nah, I mean, it, it's enough. I mean, I think uh, the beautiful part about Galaxy and Profit X, um, we have great leadership teams on, on both and I'm not tasked with doing uh, the day to day, right? Like Josh is going to, you know, do his thing um, mm-hmm. and, and guide us into the future. Um, as far as basketball goes, I mean, obviously that, that is my full-time job. That is my day to day. You know, I had two workouts today. I'll probably be in the sauna later today. You know, just all types of stuff, right? That I'm going to continue to get better every single day um, and, and continue to lend my knowledge and, and, and any expertise uh, that I can to the businesses that I'm, you know, blessed to be partnered with. But that's really how I, how I juggle my day and balance my time. I, I have to give, you know, my, my full-time job its, its supreme focus. Were other of those workouts by any chance DDP yoga, DDPY? I asked Diamond Dallas Page about you before, and he says he likes you. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let him know if one of them was DDPY. <laughs> nah, nah, not today. <laughs> not today. Well, the, the last question I have for both of you, because you've been generous with your time here, is, is nothing to do with ProfitX or its success. And that's, do you have a TV recommendation? You could pass along, like, what should I be watching on TV right now? And I'll, I'll throw that one at Josh first. Can you give me a show? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I've recently been watching this show called The the Old Guy on FX with, hmm. with Jeff Goodman. Um, it's, a, it's kind of a, a CIA thriller uh, mystery uh, show and and – yeah, that's that's one that I've been enjoying. Uh, Jeff Bridges is in it, and and it's really good acting, and and uh, it's it's keeping me it's keeping me glued to the television. I didn't know about that one. FX is consistently great. Dave and Atlanta and Better Things. Wow. Okay, Spencer, do you have a show to recommend as well? Um, I would say the the series that I just stopped watching or just finished watching was Stranger Things. So. Have you seen that one? We've seen it in this household. And did did you like the Metallica usage, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, Metallica. It was it was it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> you like the Kate Bush song better? Yeah, you- yeah, for sure. Full Kate Bush over here. <laughs> well, looking forward to both uh, what you guys have coming up in the near future. Thank you for your time and continued success is wished at both of you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Phoebe, how is your day going aside from talking to journalists who are going to ask you the same five questions over and over again? Oh, dear. First of all, you need to talk about your apartment, which is bomb. Oh, my God. You have a great home. Oh, thank you. It's it's not too far from Brooklyn. It's Long Beach, Long Island. You ever been out here? I have not had the pleasure, but maybe I should because look at all this space. Yeah, the A-Pi- <laughs> I need your eight by eleven on the wall. We'll we'll get that happening one day. But you know, congratulations about everything's trash. 
you know, coming out with the back-to-back episode, that's when you know when you're the real deal. When did you find out about that when you get the two episodes in the row? I was excited. Gosh, I think it was like um, a few months ago. And um, it's it's nice that Freeform believes in me that much. And yeah. I'm so pumped because I really do think this show is super funny. So I hope that people watch it and then they'll want to come back for more. Well, Everything's Trash is a partial title that was a book of yours a couple of years ago. Was it a working title or did you know all along, hey, this show has got to be called Everything's Trash? Oh, I mean, I had no idea when I wrote the book back in 2018 that I was going to turn into a show. Um, And so I was just like, sort of like, everything's garbage, but we're all still here and surviving. And then I think for the show, I was like, that feels too long. So let's just make it everything's trash. But the spirit is still the same. Like we all got flaws and making mistakes, but we're going to we're going to have fun while we're figuring shit out. Yeah. Well, at this point in time, it's kind of hard to define you. You know, are you an author, comedian, showrunner, creator, et cetera? But was this what you were working towards when you first got into the comedy game? Yeah. I mean, my dream was always to have, you know, my own half hour sitcom. And, you know, it's took 14 years to get to this point, which is really exciting. And um, yeah, I just, I'm pinching myself. When I woke up today, I was like, this is really cool. Michelle's coming out in two days and I'm really excited about it. And, you know, I, I just, I'm so grateful. I know it all sounds woo woo and whatever, but truly when you're in the trenches and you get told yeah. no so many times that when someone finally gets it and believes in you, you're just like, yes, you know? How far are the seeds do uh, this show go back to? For example, when you're working on Girl Code, was this show in the back of your mind? No, I would say when I was working on Girl Code, I was just more like, okay, I got this one job. Let me try and get like another job. You know, I was still piecing together my paychecks to like afford my life. And so in earnest, when I started trying to develop shows for myself in in 2015, like I would have one that almost went, another one that almost went. And then when I linked up with my showrunner, Jonathan Groff, who comes from Blackish and Happy Endings and a million other brilliant shows, we just both really loved the book and thought that that would be a great foundation to build the show on top of. So is Pratt knocking on your door constantly now <laughs> going, please host the galas? <laughs> no, they're not. I mean, but they're so good. And I, I love that school so much. And I got to do like a panel talk with... Um, Questlove before he won an Oscar and he's like such a big deal so it was like so cool to kind of do that stuff but I would love to when I have a little bit of downtime to do some stuff with Pratt because I think they have such a great you know writing program and all that stuff yeah any other because I know you studied screenwriting at Pratt anyone else that was in your class that we may know of from your era of Pratt was uh, no, I think I'm the only one that you know really because our writing program was pretty small. I want to say it was like forty people, if that. So it's pretty small, but um, I think I'm the one that really sort of stuck with screenwriting and all that stuff. So yay! <laughs> the last question before I let you go. Obviously, your show is the best show in freeform. But what's the second best show on freeform? Try <laughs> get me in trouble. Okay, people. I will say there are no shows that are the best on freeform they're all great but i really am obsessed with single drunk female i love yeah. that show so much it's so well acted and so funny and so i'm glad they're doing a season two i can't wait to watch it Derek bernard knows what he's doing well either yeah. way 
Thank you for your time and looking forward to whatever's next for me, whether it's a TV show, a book, a cameo, whatever it is, keep up all the greatness there. Oh, thank you so much, Darren. You're such a delight. Outrocast. Gugu, Oliver, a pleasure to be speaking with both of you. Gugu, how is your morning going and where is the coffee or tea? Is it hidden? <laughs> it's, it's iced water, actually, at the moment. I've already had tea and coffee, so I've just got to kind of hydrate at the moment. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great to hear. Same question at you, Oliver. Is the coffee, tea or water hidden? <laughs> Do you know what? I'm 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 exact because we play married couple. I've done the exact same thing as Gugu's done. Uh, just ice water on the floor right here. Experienced folks. Eh? What, what about you? Where's yours? Uh, the electrolyte water is next. Oh to yeah. Me. Very yeah. good. Quick, uh, quick access right there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Gugu, when did you actually film Surface? Last summer, uh, we filmed mostly in Vancouver and San Francisco between sort of June and into November uh, 2021. Wow. Okay. So it was in the can for a little bit, but in the best of ways. Uh, Oliver, how long did you have to keep it a secret that you were involved with this project? Because sometimes there's those like Hollywood reporter embargoes, <laughs> like don't tell anyone I'm cast. Uh, I, do you know what? I actually can't remember. It wasn't. <laughs> It, no, it was actually, it was probably quite a while, wasn't it? Because we already started, we'd already started shooting. I had a bit of a weird year last year where I was quite, I was sort of back to back. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I turned up in Vancouver just like 12 days before we started. No, 15 days before we started well, shooting. Well, that's right. Because quarantine. Yeah, that's and right. And then had two true. days out of quarantine and then we were straight on set. So, it was... In ten, in ten periods, I feel like I wasn't quite thinking about trying to keep anything secret. I was just trying to not panic about starting up the job. Yeah, uh, Oliver, you are on our radar in our household because my my wife is into all the Joe Hill programs, and hey, you wind up in a bunch of those. Google, how did you first find out about Oliver? Oh my gosh, we actually worked together. Many years ago on a short-lived but illustrious TV show called Bone Kickers, um, where we had one episode together, but no scenes together. And we have a few mutual friends uh, because all Brits know each other, as everyone yeah. knows this. Um, so, yeah, so we have a few very dear mutual friends. So I've, I've, Oliver's been on my radar for a very long time. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, when, it, when the chance to work with him came up on this, um, I was so, so excited because, you know, he brings so much to this role. James is such a complex character. You know, you have to really keep guessing whether you trust him. You know, he, on, on the one part, he's charming, but then is he controlling? You know, and for Sophie, um, uh, you know, she's constantly guessing about, um, you know, can she trust her husband? And, and Oliver brings so much of those amazing sort of charming and dangerous qualities to the role. Well, last question before I let you go, and I'll just throw it at Oliver, and then back to the, the media scum, you know, the pool where we all hang out, because the Brits know each other, the media people know each other. Uh, <laughs> Oliver, Surface is obviously the best show on Apple Plus, TV+. Plus. What is the second best show? Oh, uh, uh, do you know what? Uh, the morning show, because Goo Goo's in it. Oh, yeah. Good answer. There we go. <laughs> well, thank That's you. That's why we're married. Yeah. <laughs> thank you both for your time. Looking forward to whatever is coming next from both of you.
Thank you. Thank you. Outrocast. Alan, big fan of what you do because you have been part of two of my favorite shows over the last 10 years. And those would be You're the Worst and Heels. Go but, ahead now. Yeah. But we are here to talk about American Carnage. Uh, when did you actually film it? Uh, we shot this, um, I think, two years ago, two summers ago, um, right before, you know, uh, I think it was right before um, the world shut down, <laughs> like, like 2019, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fall, the, the end of summer, late fall 2019. Wow. So you didn't know what was to come, to say the least. Uh, Listen, man, that was crazy. Well, you've now worked on a bunch of things since then. Mm-hmm. Are, do you have a different approach to making a film now? knowing what you know now from the last two and a half years or is it you show up you do your homework and that's that listen man i've been doing this 20 years man so uh it's it's automatic uh i'm a, i i i'm i um i'm a master at what i do so uh it's it's about every day getting better uh adding one more to to my bag as an actor so i'm able to whenever role that comes down my way i'm able to apply whatever emotions whatever uh nuances mannerisms that i've collected on my day-to-day um journey in becoming uh the best actor that i can be so uh it's 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 like a fish in water how'd you wind up in this particular film was it traditional casting or you'd worked with a producer before no, nah, traditional casting. Uh, I auditioned, uh, went in there, did my thing. Um, it was a, a great opportunity for me um, to travel overseas. It was a film that we we shot in Spain. So uh, aside from the role, the movie, the topic, the important uh, issues that we're addressing uh, underneath the horror, uh, it was a great opportunity to go to Europe. <laughs> first time filming in Spain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was life changing. Wow. Okay. That that's got to be a unique experience filming another country because you don't have all the comfort blankets going on and you're jet lagged. How do you remember how <laughs> long you got there before day one of filming? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm I was pretty wow. I was in Barcelona the first weekend before we started. As soon as I got to Madrid, man. Uh, when we were filming the movie, I went straight to Barcelona and 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 enjoyed enjoyed myself a little bit before we started filming. But yeah. come that Monday, we was ready to rock. So I didn't really give myself a uh, opportunity to feel jet lag. I was on the beach. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, Barcelona is not one of those cities where you do a lot of sleeping. Yeah, yeah. That's another unique thing about approach. A lot of people, kind of COVID or not, kind mm-hmm. of go in the bubble when they're filming, where they say. I'm only going to go to the set. I'm going to go home and sleep. Don't call me anything but my character's name for this next few weeks. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not, not that deep. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not that deep at all. Now, I definitely will lock in um, during filming for different, different, for different needs. Like, it uh, depends on the role. Like, that would be totally honest. Some roles require a little more focus than others. Um and also what type of role it is. Like my, my character was really fun and outgoing. So me doing stuff like that would only add experience to whatever I need for the film where let's just say if I wanted, if I, it was a car- character that was a little more darker, 
I probably wouldn't be out as much. You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of stay in that type of space, depending uh, on how deep I go. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I could definitely understand when when, when actors do that. Uh, but this particular film, no, I, I was I was I was gone every weekend. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I, I admire your craft because your roles are very, very, very different from one Thank another. So I mentioned at the beginning, heels and you're the worst. Uh, Rooster is nothing like what we see in American Carnage. Another shit stain. Uh, part of my language is <laughs> the name of your character. Um, so what when you got into the game and you said, I'm going to be an actor, was there a particular genre or kind of role that you were looking to do? Or is it, we'll work for food? Uh, man, literally, I say that all the time, man. Uh, I was definitely an actor that will work for food. <laughs> like, like I was, um, I touched every level of this game from being an extra to one line, five lines, 10 lines, co-star, guest star, recurring, series regular being the number one on the show mm -hmm. um so i've i've traveled uh a road that has required me to have to act for food <laughs> yeah. you know so with all of that being said uh i wouldn't change a thing because it made me such a well-rounded actor that um i can do whatever i want now the, the roles that I choose now are usually like funny, tough guy stuff where you kind of see from you're the worst to heels, they still fit in that same type of uh, energy and vibe. So those are the roles that I um, really enjoy doing and even enjoyed as a young kid, as you know, those action comedies and stuff like that. Those are the films that really um, stood out to me. Uh, and then you had your dramatic your Tom Hanks your Denzel's of course so I, I just wanted to be able to play in all of those spaces the heels role you had to get your hands dirty with that one actually yeah. going in the ring was that the most challenging role that you've had wow um the most challenging role the crazy thing about it man uh I, again I guess say being a master of my craft like I train extremely hard and, you know, I've done scenes outside of the things that I've done that I've gotten paid for that are more difficult than some of the stuff that I've done on screen. Sure. So um, maybe on screen, I think on screen this, that you'll be able to see a level of work that you haven't been able to see from me. Um, and this is a great opportunity for people to really see how deep emotionally I can get, uh, especially with the season two of, of, of Heels that we got coming out. Um, I'm excited for people to see the work that I did. It's something deeper and heavier uh, than anything I've done before. So, um, so yeah, I guess on screen, but as far as in, in, in the, the overall scheme of it all, yeah, the, the world has yet to see what I can do, baby. <laughs> I, I didn't hop on the Wikipedia before this call. I just said, I don't have a lot to say. But did I once read correctly that you have a fashion line and a record label? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, get It Done Music. Um, we uh, service TV and uh, film production all over the world. Um, we got music all over TV, all of your favorite um uh, debate shows on ESPN and Fox. I got music on all those highlights. So even yeah. the A. Smith stuff, that's you in the background? Yeah, right? yeah, that, that's a bunch of my music. Uh, first take, 
um, a lot of the, you know, uh, reality shows, transition music, like stuff like that, even in, in movies. Uh, and what most people probably don't know, I did the music, uh, my theme song for Rooster on Hills. I did that one as well through my company. Um, we're signed with uh, Sony BMG uh, and we're, we're global, man. We're, we're doing some, some great work with a bunch of amazing uh, film and production across the world. Um, not to just to be humbly stating that we had over 650 uh, placements last year as a company. So wow. we, we're doing our thing, baby. <laughs> Outro.